0: Praise the Lord. Amen. God bless you in Jesus name. Uh, We're going to begin at John chapter number seven, beginning at verse number thirty three. Again, John chapter seven, beginning at verse number thirty three. Praise the Lord. Uh, The word says, then said Jesus unto them. Yet a little while am I with you. And then I go unto him that sent me. Ye shall seek me and shall not find me. And where I am, thither ye cannot come. Verse 35. Then said the Jews among themselves, whither will he go? Where are going to go that we shall not find him? Will he go unto the dispersed among the Gentiles and teach the Gentiles? Amen. What manner of saying is this that he said, you shall seek me and shall not find me. And where I am, thither, you cannot come. In the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried saying, if any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. Verse 38. And he that believeth on me as what the scripture scripture hath said out of his belly shall flow rivers of what Living living water. Praise the Lord. So Jesus makes a concept here. Praise the Lord. First, he tells them, if you thirsty, come unto me and drink. Right. And what does that mean? If you're thirsty, come to me and drink. Then he goes on a little bit further and says, if you believe on me, as the scripture has said. Out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water, praise the Lord, living water, praise the Lord. Then verse thirty nine better explains what he's talking about. Verse thirty nine. But this speck he of the what? Of the spirit. Look at verse 39. Praise the Lord. Talking to our children in here too. Look at verse 39. Amen. Y'all not in church just to be sitting here to look at me. Y'all need to be reading too. Y'all old enough to read. You read books at school. Praise the Lord. Amen. So it says, verse 39. Amen. It says, But this speck he of the spirit, which he, which they that believe on him should receive. Amen. So if you want the spirit of God, one of the first things you must do is believe. Praise the Lord. That's not the only thing you do. But it's the first thing that you do. Right? Because we, and we'll get to this scripture, Lord willing, soon, but... Acts chapter 2 and verse 38, which we preach as the plan of salvation, says, repent and be baptized. Every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Praise the Lord. So, amen. Believing is one thing. Amen. Believing is the first thing. Thank you, Jesus. But after believing, amen, you must take it a little bit further. Praise the Lord. And he says, For the Holy Ghost was not yet given, but that Jesus, because that Jesus was not yet glorified. But it stopped. Praise the Lord. Amen. Leaving is the first part. Praise the Lord. After believing, there's something else that we must do as individuals. Praise the Lord. And one of those things is being baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. If a person does not believe in Jesus Christ, then why would they get baptized in the name of Jesus Christ? I pose a question to you out there on Spotify World and YouTube and Facebook. Amen. If you do not believe, in Buddha, we'll just use Buddha for right now. If an individual does not believe in Buddha, but you don't believe that Buddha is God, if someone told you to get baptized in the name of Buddha, would you do it? Would you do with? With it? You wouldn't, right? The reason you wouldn't was because you don't believe in Buddha, right? Same thing with Jesus. If people do not believe in Jesus Christ and believe that Jesus Christ is God, why would they get baptized in the name of Jesus Christ if they don't believe in Jesus Christ? So the first step is believing. And notice what Jesus said in verse 38. He that believeth on me as the scripture hath said. Praise the Lord, as the Scripture has said. Out of his belly. See, this is an individual thing. This is not a family thing. This is not a family walk. Yeah, you can walk with God with your family. Praise the Lord, but you have to walk this walk by yourself. There's a insurance company called American Family Insurance. Y'all heard of them? American Family Insurance. Right? This isn't American Family Insurance. Just because you got a uh, assurance in your heart with the Holy Ghost don't mean that you cover the rest of your family. (laughs) Amen. I preached a sermon one day said, I'm assured that I am life insured. Amen. I'm assured. I'm sure of this. That I am life insured. Praise the Lord. And my life insurance is the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Ghost. Because when I have the Holy Spirit. That gives me an assurance that I'm alright with God. And I'm on my way to heaven. Praise the Lord. So I'm assured that I am life insured. Amen. And you got to have that confidence. But the, before a person does this, the first step is believing. That's why when we go to the book of Acts, chapter two. Amen. And, and we, we see here now really quick. Let's read verse Thirty nine. We'll go back to chapter two. Notice here. Jesus is talking to the Jews. Look at verse thirty five. John, chapter seven, verse thirty five. Jesus told them that he was going to go away. Right. And he said, where I am, you cannot come. That was verse 34. John chapter 7, verse 35. Then said the Jews, the Jews among themselves. See, who is, he ta- who is he communicating with? The Jews. Whither will he go? Where are going to go? Well, we can't find him. Will he go unto the dispersed among the Gentiles and teach the Gentiles? See, they're asking that question. But remember this. Later on, he did. Not he himself, but his apostles actually went and preached to the Gentiles in the book of Acts, chapter 10. They went and preached to the Gentiles. Amen. So eventually, yeah, he would. (laughs) Verse 30. uh, And uh, so then watch this. Verse 38. He talks about out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Now, if you have a hard time understanding what he's talking about, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. Praise the Lord. Verse 39 tells you what he's talking about. He's talking about the Holy Spirit. So sometimes when I'm praying for people and you're praying for the Holy Spirit, you may hear me quote that phrase out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. We're talking about the Holy Spirit. Look at verse thirty nine. But this speck he of the spirit, which they that believe on him should receive. Not which they that believe on him. Have received. But what should receive? You should receive it. If you got food in your house, you shouldn't go hungry. Right. You got a drink in your hand, a water bottle, you shouldn't. Go thirsty, right? You got money in your pocket. You shouldn't run out of gas, but these things can happen, right? Anybody ever ran out of gas, but you had the money for the gas? Ever happened to anybody? You got the money. You just pushed it a little bit too far, or forgot about it. Forgot to get gas, right? Excuse me. That's happened to me before. I, I didn't run out, but I was so close. My 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 um my thermometer, my my um. Indication in my car that you got five miles before empty. I said, "Good God, I ain't never seen it that low." I think it was somewhere around five miles before I was empty. Empty, right? Gas light was on. I forgot. I knew I had to get gas. It just slipped my mind. I just got in the car, and it cranked up, and it went to driving. Praise the Lord that cut out again. Amen. So you should receive the Holy Spirit if you believe, right? For the Holy Ghost was not yet given. Because that Jesus was not yet what glorified praise the Lord. The Holy Ghost was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified praise the Lord. Go to uh, John chapter 16, go to chapter 16, same book, chapter 16 <clears throat> and verse number seven. Amen. Sure. Sure. Because the light cut out. Okay. John chapter 16 and verse 7. Again, thank God for our Facebook viewers and YouTube viewers. Amen. If you're watching on those platforms, I encourage you to go to Spotify and find us New Ransom Jesus Church. Praise the Lord on Spotify uh, to join our podcast in Jesus name. Uh, John chapter 16 and verse 7. Jesus says. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. Expedient means it's needful. It's expedient for you that I do what? Go away. For if I go not away, the comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I, I will send him to you you see that this is why he said the Holy Ghost wasn't yet given because Jesus wasn't yet glorified because the comforter which is the Holy Ghost couldn't come while Jesus was still on the earth praise the Lord because Jesus is the Holy Ghost so Jesus had to be glorified then he comes back as the Holy Spirit amen praise the Lord then he says, verse 8, and when he is come, he will reprove the world of sin and of the righteousness and of judgment. Of sin because they believe not on me. Of righteousness because I go to my Father and ye see me no more. Verse 11, of judgment because the prince of this world is judged. I have yet many things to say unto you, but ye cannot bear them now. He said, I got so many things to tell y'all, but. You ain't ready for it. (laughs) Look at verse 13. How be it when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. And he shall show you things to come. He shall glorify me for he shall receive of mine. And shall show it unto you. Praise the Lord. So the reason the Holy Spirit couldn't come is because Jesus was not yet glorified. Now, go to the book of Acts chapter one. And find verse number one. Acts chapter one and verse number one. When you have that, say I'm with you. Praise the Lord. The former treaties have I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began both to do and teach until the day in which he was taken up. You see that until the day he was glorified until the day in which he was taken up. After that, he threw the what? Holy Ghost had given commandments unto the apostles whom he had chosen. Y'all see that? Look at verse 2 again. This goes along to show you that the Holy Spirit couldn't come until Jesus was what? Glorified. Verse 2. Until the day in which he was taken up. After that, he threw the what? The Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost. So Jesus is the Holy Spirit. That's how he was guiding them through the what? Holy Spirit had given commandments unto the apostles whom he had chosen. So no longer walking around with them and eating fish with them, right? And and shaking hands with them and hugging them. But now it's through the Holy Spirit he's teaching them. He's guiding them. He's given commandments to them. Verse three. To whom also he showed himself alive after his passions by many infallible proofs. Praise the Lord. By many infallible, infallible proofs. Infallible means unmistakable proofs. Being seen of them 40 days and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God and being assembled together. With them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which saith He, Ye have heard of me. Verse 5, Acts 1 and 5 For John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. When they were come together, they asked of him, saying, Lord, Will thou at this time restore again the kingdom of Israel? And he said unto them, it is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father hath put in his own power. But ye shall receive what? Power. Power. After that, the Holy Ghost is come upon you. When do you get the power? After. When do you get the power? After the Holy Ghost has come upon you, right? Talking about that same rivers of water flowing from your belly, right? That that Holy Spirit, praise the Lord. And that's the power that you need. And you shall be witnesses both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and into the uttermost parts of the earth. Praise the Lord. In verse 9, and when he had spoken these things while they beheld, he was what? Taken up. He was taken up. And the cloud received him out of their sight. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven, as he went up, can't you imagine that? Jesus sitting there with them, and all of a sudden, he's taken up out of a cloud. And everybody's just sitting there looking, gazing into the sky. Looking to see how far he's going to go. Praise the Lord. Verse 10. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven as he went up, behold, two men stood by in white apparel. Look at these angels. Praise the Lord. Notice it didn't say two women stood there with white apparel. Right. Two what? Men. Every time an angel was talked about in a Bible. They were talked as a um, masculine, um, a masculine person. Never said a feminine person. Amen. Whenever an angel is mentioned. Now, when we watch these movies and TV shows, angels are usually what? Women. But in the Bible, all of them were masculine. Praise the Lord. Behold, two men stood by. Stood by them in white apparel, verse eleven, which also said, "Ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, which is taken up from you into heaven, shall so come in like manner as ye have seen him go into heaven." Huh? Praise the Lord. That same Jesus, not a different, not a different person. Not a different spirit in the Godhead, but the same Jesus whom you see taken up. He coming back for you. Praise the Lord. Now you see why the Holy Ghost couldn't come until he was glorified. It was because the Holy Ghost is Jesus. Jesus was glorified. Then he came back as the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let me get one more scripture here for you. Go to the book of Ephesians, chapter number four, verse number eight, Ephesians, chapter number four, verse number eight, praise the Lord, amen, eight through twelve, Ephesians chapter four. Verse 8 through 12. Amen. We're almost done here in Jesus name. And we're talking about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. Now, John chapter 16 and verse 8 told us why we need the Holy Spirit, because he said he will guide you into all truth. Now, also look at what Acts chapter one said when he said that. He, through the Holy Ghost, through the Holy Spirit, gave them commandments, right? Everything that we read in the Bible, we can point to it and say, "Yep, God wants us to do this and God don't want us to do that. But let me drop this on you. Everything, every sin is not written in the Bible. That's why it's important to have the Holy Ghost. When you have the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, he will guide you. Hey, praise the Lord. He even guides you into conversations you don't even need to be in. He guides you. No, you better not get into that one. Praise the Lord. He'll guide you. Praise the Lord. He will do that. God will guide us. That's why it's important to have Him. It. it gives us power over sin, but it also gives us direction. And everything in life, if you go into a place that you've never been before, what do people usually do to get directions? They get a map or a GPS, right? People look for guidance everywhere, right? If you don't, even if you, don't know any, if you don't know anything about finances, if you don't know anything about investing, people go to experts for... Knowledge and guidance. Right. When you don't know much about the Bible, they call their pastor for guidance. You're trying to get to a certain destination. You don't know where to go when we drive out of town. You know what I do? I put on my GPS, put the address in and that GPS does what? Guide me. Now, the GPS may say, "Get know, uh, 70 West. I don't have to listen to it, do I? 70 East. You want to go to St. Louis and say like 70 East. I can do 70 West if I want to go to the right gas station, the gas station I want to go to. Right. My point is this. The GPS guides me, but it doesn't make me do anything. Praise the Lord. Amen. But it guides me. Same thing as the Holy Spirit. He guides you. What people look for guidance everywhere in life and things that they are uncertain about. And we're trying to get to a destination that we've never been to before. And that destination is heaven. And in order for us to get there, we need the best guidance we can have. And that's the Holy Spirit. You need the Holy Spirit to guide you throughout this wicked life. So he can help you and let you know when you're wrong so you can repent of it. So you can be asked for forgiveness of it. He'll guide you, praise the Lord, throughout this wicked world so that you can get into glory. That's the importance of having the Holy Ghost. The other part is this. God know of them that are his. And the Bible says that they which name at the name of Christ. Let them depart from iniquity. Praise the Lord. And God know of them that are his. He know who his people is. Now, let's read this scripture here. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 8. The Holy Spirit. That's Jesus. And a lot of people out there don't believe that it's Jesus. They don't believe that. They believe that the Holy Spirit is a separate entity from Jesus Christ. But watch this. Verse eight. Wherefore, he said, when he is ascended up on high. Amen. Let's go. Let's go to verse. uh, Let's go to verse five. Verse five. One Lord. Not three. Right. How many? One. One Lord. One faith. One baptism. One God and father of all. Not three gods. But how many? Now, these people say there's a God, the father, God, the son, God, the Holy Ghost. You just named three gods, but they are all in one. No, you just named three. How are they all in one? You just name three. Well, that's the Trinity, brother. That ain't the Trinity. Ain't no Trinity. The Bible don't talk about it. if there was a Trinity, it would have said verse six should have said there's three gods and father of all. <laughs> right. It should have said there's three gods, right? Because that's what they're saying, right? God the Father. They put God in front of each one. We see where in the Bible where it says Father, Son, Holy Ghost. But there's nowhere in the Bible where it says God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost. You don't find that. Amen. We don't find nowhere in the Bible. Not zip in the Bible where it says God the Son. Now, if you reverse it, we see that. Son of God, <laughs> I guess it's of and the in there, but we see son of God, but we don't see God, the son. There's some tradition made up because it sounds pretty. God, the father, God, the son, God, the Holy Ghost. No, it don't say that in the Bible. You don't even find zip zero places in the Bible where it says God, the Holy Ghost. You don't find that. That's something religion made up tradition have made up. Praise the Lord. Amen. But we believe that Jesus Christ is God Almighty. Jesus Christ is that one God that verse 6 is talking about. Jesus Christ, he is the Father. He's the Father in creation because he created all things. Jesus is the Son. He's the Son in redemption. Which means he came down and was redeemed. He died for us. And he's the Jesus is the Holy Spirit. That's the spirit that we receive when we obey his word. When we believe we should receive it. Amen. Look at this. Look at verse, uh, verse nine, uh, verse eight. I'm sorry, verse six. One God, Ephesians four, six. One God and father of all. Who is above all and where through all. Through all and where is he in you, in you all? See, but we thought it was we thought it was Christ in us. Right. Right. Jesus said the comforter won't come unless there's another scripture where he says the Holy Ghost will come in my name. I believe it was John chapter uh, 14. Well, I can get that for you in a minute. But as a scripture, he said the whole Jesus said the Holy Spirit will come in my name. If the Holy Spirit comes in the name of Jesus, what make you think he's not Jesus? Why would he just come in the name of Jesus if he's not Jesus? Does that even make sense? No, it don't. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So verse six, it says it don't say it's the Holy Spirit in you. It says it's who in you. The one God and father of all. Right. The one God and father of all who's above all through all and in you all. That's the Holy Spirit. So right here, it tells us that the Holy Spirit is who? God. And the father of all. Right. The father and the Holy Spirit are not two different entities or two different persons. Or two different spirits. There's one spirit. God is a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Right? That's the Bible. John chapter 4 says that. Praise the Lord. So God is a spirit. Is God holy or is he unholy? Holy. Holy. So God is a holy spirit. Does that make sense? So we talk about the father, the father above all things. He is a Holy Spirit. Or in this case, I'll say he is the Holy Spirit because there's only one. Look at verse seven. But everyone, Ephesians four, seven. But unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Wherefore, he said, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men okay you see the parentheses starting in verse 9 y'all see that there's a parentheses there starting at verse 9 and also that it closes the parentheses at verse number 10 y'all see that so this is the interjection that he's making here okay if you took verse 9 and 10 out you could actually read from verse 8 and jump down to verse 11 and then make complete sense. Because those parentheses are just letting us know something. There's an interjection there. Watch this. I'm going to read verse 8 and then I'm going to jump down to verse 11. You'll see how it flows. Look at verse 8. Wherefore he said, When he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers you see how they flowed together but look at what he interjected in verse 9 to 10 now he that ascended who do we know ascended who was that we just read about who was caught away and they were looked up gazing in the sky at him who was that jesus he that ascended what is it but he also what descended first into the lower parts of the earth He that descended is the same also that what? Ascended up far above all heavens that he might feel all things. Amen. He that ascended is the same that descended. Praise the Lord. That's Jesus. And he gave some. Now, these are the gifts he gave. Notice in verse eight. It is that he gave gifts unto women. The end of verse, eight says he gave gifts unto who men. And then what are the gifts he gave? Verse 11. He gave some apostles. There shouldn't be any women apostles. All of them should be men. And some prophets. There shouldn't be any prophetess in the New Testament. He gave those to men and some evangelists. You see a lot of women evangelists nowadays, don't you? But he didn't say he gave that to women. He gave it to who? Men. And some pastors. There shouldn't be any women pastors. He gave them to men and teachers. Praise the Lord. He's talking about in the church. Praise the Lord. How do I know he's talking about in the church? See, women can teach other women. The Bible says in the book of Titus that the older women teach the younger women. To love their children. To be keepers at home. Right? I believe it said also to love their husbands if I'm not mistaken. So the older women can teach the younger women. There's a spot for that. But there's not a gift. There's not an authority there. Right? The reason how we know this is talking about in the ministry. Praise the Lord. Is because of what verse 12 says. The reason God gave gifts unto men And he named those five gifts, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers. Okay. at the end of verse 11, you see that semicolon, right? That's not a period. That's a what? Semicolon. Semicolon. That means my thought is not finished. It's not a complete thought. What I'm going to say in verse 12 has something to do with verse 11. Verse 12 for. The perfecting of the saints. The reason God put these gifts in the church, amen, is because these five gifts here or these authorities here, the reason he put those there is for something. It's for the perfecting of the saints, equipping the saints. It's for the work of the ministry. And also it's for the edifying of the body of Christ. Praise the Lord. That's why he has it there. Verse 13, till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God. See, you got to come into the knowledge of the Son of God. When you come into the knowledge of the Son of God, when you come into that knowledge, you finally find out the Son of God is God. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Come into the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man. Praise the Lord, a, a mature man. Until the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slate of men, by the trickery of men and cunning craftiness, whereby they lie and wait to deceive. You see what the church is facing? You see what people are facing? They're facing the trickery of men and and they're facing all these different doctrines, these different teachings. Praise the Lord. And he said the reason why these gifts, these apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, the teachers, these five, what we call the fivefold ministry. These five are there for the perfecting of the saints, the work of the ministry and the edifying of the body of Christ. So that people will not be tossed to and fro with every wind of doctrine. And so that they don't be tricked by the slate, the trickery of men and their cunning craftiness. But speaking the truth and love may grow up unto, unto him and all things, which is the head, even Christ. Praise the Lord. Verse 16. It will close from whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplyeth, according to the effectual working, and measure, of every part, make an increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. Praise the Lord. Amen. The Holy Spirit is important. The Holy Spirit is important. So when you're praying, I encourage all of you to pray when you're at home. Ask God. To help you and to fill you with the Holy Ghost. Praise the Lord. And prayer is a struggle. Praise the Lord. heard a preacher say this the other day. He said prayer is a struggle. It's supposed to be a struggle. Amen. Even Jesus struggled with it. Right? He had to go back and pray three times. Lord, uh, if, if, if you will, take this cup from me. Praise the Lord. And he prayed. The Bible said his sweat was like great drops of blood. There was a there was a a a battle that was happening. So when you go to pray, know that it's going to be a battle. You ain't going to feel like it. Your flesh going to feel tired. You're not going to feel like praying. You'll feel like it's a waste of time because ain't nobody really here with me. This God really here like it's going to be a battle. But you have to fight through that battle and pray until you feel a breakthrough. Amen. Because when you pray past that feeling, you'll start to feel God come into the room and start to, how hey amen, be around you. Praise the Lord. It's going to be a battle, but I encourage you to do it. Pray. When you that, that changed my mindset of prayer when I heard this man say that, because when I get down to pray. And I don't really feel the prayer. You know, sometimes you get down to pray and you feel like, oh, I feel the Lord all over. I'm, I'm praying. Like we're just in here praying, right? Y'all probably felt the Lord in here, but you ain't going to feel that all the time. When you're at home and you're having to pray or wanting to pray or needing to pray and you're at home, you're not going to feel that right away. But that's a battle. And when I realized that prayer is supposed to be that way. Prayer is supposed to be a battle. Reading your Bible is supposed to be a battle. Amen. It brought a different aspect to I still got to do it. Just like I'm at work. There's duties and responsibilities that I have that I just don't want to do sometimes. But you know what makes me do it? I say, well, that's what they're paying me for. (laughs) And I do it because I know that's what they're paying me to do. Praise the Lord. Amen. So I want you to keep that in mind. I want all of us to have the Holy Ghost. If you got the Holy Ghost, fantastic. Testify about it. Amen. If you ain't got it, God is wanting to fill you. And you need the Holy Spirit so you can get into heaven because God knows them that he is. And he's coming back for his church, for the people who have his spirit. He's coming back for the Holy Spirit filled believers, not just the believer but the Holy Spirit-filled believer. Praise the Lord. Amen. God bless you in the name of Jesus Christ. And y'all have a blessed night in Jesus' name.